When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and he's not going to do any Molly, but he's ready to have a rager of a podcast, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm starting to get the idea that Jack and Quentin aren't uncle and nephew. <laughs> I'm hoping that is the case. That is yeah. that's kind of my concern at this point. Yeah. That maybe yeah. they still are, but I'm, yeah. I think you know, I was like, please tell me they are not actually uncle and nephew at this point. So, uh, so we'll we'll talk about that at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fifth episode of the second season of The White Lotus titled That's Amore on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and if you have time, write us a review while you're there. And little new thing that we have started if you would like to interact with the show give us feedback ask questions about the stuff that we're covering send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com we'd love to have your interaction and discuss stuff with you as well if there's any questions you have send them on to us so all right so this was the fifth episode of the white lotus uh where what were your overall thoughts on this episode so this is the tension bowling over it's yes. at a fever pitch yes uh i feel like we've thought we were at that before we were wrong this yeah. is it <laughs> yeah, this is it <laughs> and, and this is the episode that you look at you're like oh god i can see people who are probably going to die yeah you kind of you kind of start to get that feeling in this one yeah yeah and uh there's still a lot of humor and a lot of awkwardness and just a fun show to watch yeah it is it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch and yeah you're right about the awkwardness that's it's pretty high on this one. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's everything is it is all starting to come to a head here as we approach the season finale in a couple of weeks. So um, I guess let's start with uh, our our two favorite couples. I guess maybe. Sure. Sure. <laughs> all right. So we've got uh, we have Theo James, uh, his character Cam, Megan Fahey's character Daphne, and we have Ethan and Harper. They uh, it starts with Ethan and Harper. Obviously, uh, Harper is played by Audrey Plaza. Ethan played by I'm sorry, Will, Will Sharp. Will uh, yeah, Ethan is played by Will Sharp. He's yeah. probably the least known of the, of the four, I would yeah. think. Uh, but. It starts off with them, and it technically doesn't. It technically starts with Lucia and uh, Albie, but uh, we're going to start with the other couples anyway. <laughs> uh, but 
it starts with with uh, Ethan and it starts with Harper. And she purposely leaves out the condom in the last episode. We see her purposely leave it out on the sink so that he can discover it because she's basically she's given him all these opportunities to confess to the fact that he had hookers into. Well, she doesn't know. She wants to confess to what something that happened, but she's given him every opportunity the, the day before. He never does. He never confesses anything. He never tells her anything. So she's basically forcing the issue at this point. Ethan sees the condom wrapper. And this is when they uh, finally have a discussion. And I, this one is, was really tough to navigate because for the most part, Ethan's not telling her a lie. The only way that he has lied is he didn't, when she was kept asking what happened, what happened, what happened, he never would tell her. Right. But he is telling the truth in the fact that nothing happened, that one of the hookers tried to kiss him, and he really kind of turned her away. Uh, he just kind of sat there while Cam had sex with the hooker. Uh, yeah. I mean, but she's not believing, which I guess, you know, if I were in the same well, situation, his, I would think his, the same thing. Yeah, and I was going to say, his retelling is horrible. It he really was making is, my yes. anxiety go up to 100. Uh, he... he which shout out to Will Sharp. He really is doing a fantastic job because we we, and I think it helps that we haven't seen much of him and other stuff, right? Because we have no idea. But like, he is doing such a terrible job of explaining yes, this. Yes. It's an awkward situation. It was a hard situation to explain. Your wife is not going to believe you, but he sure isn't helping himself right. here. And it just goes back to we talked about this last week. You know. He decided before the girls got back, before uh, their two wives made it back to the resort, He Cam told him, you know, bro code. Uh, that was the thing that he said to him right before they yeah. got back. And he made it. He made a pact with Cam to not tell. He didn't want to He didn't want to uh, rat out Cam. But if he had just been up front about this at the beginning, uh, you know, when she, as soon as she walks in the door and they start talking and having conversation, if he comes out and tells her right then and there, look, Cam got two hookers. He wanted me to have one of them, obviously, but I wasn't interested in it. I didn't want anything to do with it. And he slept with one of them on our couch because they brought the party over to our room. This is probably goes perfectly fine, and it's probably no big deal. But because of the fact that he chose Cam, and because he kind of it felt like in the previous episodes, he got this idea that this is what rich dudes are supposed to do, and this is the life right, that apparently right, right. I've signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's going to, he's going to basically stick up for cam but because of the fact that he won't he never admits to it and she knows something happened she won't believe him and like i said i I, like i said i don't i'm I'm with uh i'm with ethan on this because there when it becomes very apparent that uh she told that he told her and and harper is basically laying on thick with cam that i know what you did uh when they're walking through the vineyard cam's like you told him and she and ethan's like i i had to i had to you left your condom wrapper on the couch and there's nothing else i could do and I had to tell her. And she's like, I still don't think she believes me because I, I, I'm with him. I don't think she believes him at all. I don't think she believes it. She, yeah. She knows. She believes either he was involved or was pleasuring himself. Right. Uh, you know, or right. something. 
something yeah yeah i think that i think that may be what she may be thinking that you know at the worst that yeah. maybe he was actually you know jacking off on the side while yeah, yeah. That he was watching because she knows that's what he does and because yeah. she's seen him watch porn and all that type of stuff uh but i give a lot of credit to this is one this is when i love aubrey plaza i've talked a lot oh, on yeah. this show about yeah. what why she is just one of my favorite actresses that's out there is because when she goes into sinister mode yeah <laughs> she is something to watch and right. she because she, she does this so incredibly well because she has now gone into my husband i think my husband cheated or at least i believe he cheated and i'm not going to believe anything that he says and so now i'm going to do what i have to do to get back at him and they're building it up to where obviously Cam has kind of gotten to this because he kind of flips the state, the, the script on her at the end. She was asking yeah. all these really uncomfortable questions. Now he's doing it. And he, now he's kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I could probably uh, nag her too. I could probably snag her too yeah. while we're here. And this is obviously making Ethan very uncomfortable because they have the conversation earlier where Ethan says that Cam, uh, every time that he got interested in a girl, Cam would swoop in and sleep with her first. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Cam did that because Ethan was smarter. Right. And Cam did it because he was smarter. He was overcompensating for the fact that he wasn't quite as intelligent as Ethan. So he's going to sleep with all the girls at Cam's that Ethan is interested in. And there's just real, just weird power play between the two yeah. of them. And now Ethan, he's kind of leveled the playing field because mm-hmm. Cam had the money back when he was in college. Obviously, he he had things set up for him that he was going to always be, he was going to be good to go once they got out. But now that Ethan has the money, and now that he has quite a bit of money, and he has the intelligence, he's trying to get back at him. And now the two are like, for whatever it was that bond between the two, they are start is starting to quickly separate between the two. It really is, and you could, I don't know, I, I know they talked about it in the scene afterwards that, you know, Ethan and uh, Daphne, I'm sorry, yeah, Daphne didn't see Cameron grabbing her leg, right? and, and Aubrey Pazem kind of looking at him, not saying completely no, right? but like, I don't know, there was a weird tension, like, Ethan could tell he was doing something. Right, he, he could and tell there was. And I feel like next episode may be the Will Sharp show. I think he, may, Ethan, may have a full on. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see where Ethan goes in the next episode. Yeah, because you can tell Ethan's not. He's he's been kind of like this shy, reserved, quiet guy, yeah. and it feels like he's about to leave all that behind because he feels yeah. like his wife is getting ready to cheat on him and his uh, roommate from college is getting ready to take advantage of a situation because apparently uh aubrey plaza's harper makes it very clear that she likes to have fun uh and yeah. there it's going to also come back into this because we every time that there has been they've tried to anytime that harper has tried to initiate any sexual activity between the two of them Ethan turns it away almost every single right. time. And what's weird is, I mean, she even brings this up, you know, maybe this is what it, maybe this is what it is. You know, he likes to watch porn, that's when he that's when he likes to pleasure himself. Has it gotten has his addiction is it an addiction to porn? And if it is, yeah. has it gotten so bad to the point where there's nothing that Harper can do to live up to what he sees when he's watching the porn that he just not he's not sexually attracted to her anymore? I don't, yeah, it's interesting. And I thought there was also a very good scene between Daphne and a Harper yes, where Harper mm-hmm. pretty much tells her what, what happened. Right. And Daphne's like, 
I've made peace with this life and what he does. You need to do the same. Yeah, that's pretty much what she tells him. Tells her. She says, yeah. she says, you know, uh, you know, if something happened, uh, you know, she says it's probably no big deal. That was the first thing that she yeah. says, and then she says, she takes it a step further. She says, and even if it is a big deal. You need to do whatever you can to make it right, or make it make it where you are okay with it, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know exactly yeah, yeah. What it was, but basically saying if you need to sleep with somebody else, do it. And this wasn't something I'm thinking because she starts talking about this trainer that she has, and this that she spends more time with the trainer. She's basically saying yeah. that she she slept with the trainer. Is what she's saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she says, "Here, let me give you a picture." And when she gives him gives her a picture, she gives her a picture of her two kids. And did you notice what color the the kid's hair was? Yeah, he was blonde and blue-eyed, like you mentioned. Yeah. So so I'm thinking that she's kind of trying to hint that he didn't actually have Cam doesn't actually have any kids because if you look at Cam, he is brown-haired, dark-eyed, and Megan Fahey is at least in this show. I'm not sure what she's in real life. She's she's a blonde in this show. So, like I said, it makes me start to think that uh, she's basically hinting at the fact that you know my kids aren't actually right Cam's kids. Yeah, that was interesting. So, like, I'm not sure that's what they're trying to say with that, but it kind of felt that way. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but we'll we'll have to kind of say so. Uh, I did find it interesting because if you don't watch, if you don't watch this on HBO Max, if you watch it just on HBO, you don't get the the little the extra scene where they have, because yeah. they always have two characters come on and talk about questions and stuff. And this week it was Theo James and it was Megan Fahey. And they're talking about this and they make a good point in this. It does feel like the T- Theo James and uh, that Cam and Daphne love each other. They, yeah, they, uh, it feels very much. They love each other, but they have set up these certain things in their lives that this is what their, this is what their relationship yeah. is. And this is what they're, they're going to be okay with. Cam sleeps with other people. Megan, uh, Daphne probably sleeps with other people as well. And that's just kind of the, the context of their relationship. They, 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 they don't sold. bring the baggage home. Yeah, they don't bring the baggage home. And like I said, it's obviously that's not the way you want to build a marriage. Right. No, no. But they've made it work for themselves. And yeah. eventually you feel like that's going to eventually come back to bite them. But I don't know yeah. that we're ever going to see that in this show. Well, we may see Cam dead. So that. Well, that's true. We might end up seeing that as well. Uh, and like I said, it does. It is interesting the fact that the only person that we can say for a hundred percent that is alive at this at the end of this is Daphne because she's the one who yeah. finds the dead bodies. Uh, yeah, like I said, just lots of interesting stuff there. So uh, let's go ahead and go to our three gentlemen, the DeGrasso gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, I like the, everything that they do with these these mm-hmm. three. Uh, F. Murray, F. Murray Abraham, he is just always fantastic whenever he is on. He is. I mean, just in this one, I mean, he basically, uh, Dominic, played by uh, Michael Imperioli, is telling him, Mom knew. She knew you slept with all these women. She, she, she knew this. She led a horrible life. And F. Murray yeah. Abraham is like, no, she loved me. We loved each other. That's it. We loved each other. Uh, And he just doesn't understand that just because you love each other and just because she stuck around doesn't mean that she didn't know. doesn't mean that she was oblivious to the order, that she was happy. It just means that, look, back during the times, I'm sure, when they were younger, getting divorced was not as easy. It was not as uh, something that everybody did. And also, 
it probably meant she would have had to given up a significant. I mean, I don't know what he what Mary Abraham does, but obviously it made him money. Uh, yeah, yeah. And do, he's rich. Yeah, you you know that he's rich. And if you she walks away from that, then she's walking away from a, a lifestyle that she's gotten accustomed to. And that's, you know, sometimes that's just kind of what happens in a marriage, uh, especially when yeah. there's one who has all the money, all the power. Sometimes one ends up just living in absolute, you know, just agony because of the fact that the other one does, yeah. does all this stuff. And I thought that was a really powerful scene, especially from Michael Imperioli, where he's like, yeah, I'm a monster. But I, I, you know, and I deserve most of the credit, but it's like, you were a horrible example to me. Right. You never really showed me how to love women. You never showed me how to be a good example. It's like, you were, you were a terrible father to me. Right. And yeah, I like the fact that he says, you know, I don't blame you for all of my issues. He says, and he yeah, says, yeah. but I could, and he's right. He could yeah. blame him for all of his yeah. issues, but, but I do like the fact that he at least is you know, takes makes understands enough that he could make different choices if he wanted yeah. to, uh, yeah. because you know, my wife and I, we, uh, I mean, when I was growing up, my dad, uh, I saw him like once a month, and because my wife, my mom, and my dad got divorced when I was two, I saw him like once a month. That was all I already saw for dinner. Uh, my stepdad worked all the time, and I barely ever saw him. So. You know, I didn't have the greatest of examples when it came to father figures. And when my wife and I got married, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, I could have just learned to be just that awful dad, that awful husband. Yeah. But my thing was, I saw in them what I didn't want to be. And so I've yeah. tried to like what they did. I've tried to always, you know, do the opposite. So sure, just sure. Be, and that's one thing I like about this is just and he says he's not blaming him, but he also understands that. You can make your own choices in this, and that's I think yeah. that's what Mike White is trying to to show with these people. Is yes, he has a horrible father figure, and it. I'm going to be interesting what it does with Albie because Albie is obviously he's kind of doing that same thing that I did. He obviously doesn't want to be like his father, right? And I thought he was going to be this horrible, horrible person, but he's kind of turned out to be not that. No, he's actually seems to be a sweet person. Which which makes me think he has to be the one that gets killed, most likely by I guess that pimp. The I pimp, guess yeah. is what he is. Mm -hmm. But the most heartbreaking scene of this whole episode was when him and Portia say goodbye. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you can tell that the two of them realized that they could probably be really good for each other. Yes, but the fact that Portia has gotten hung up on Jack, and we're yeah. going to talk about it here in just a little yeah. bit. She's gotten hung up on Jack and. You know, that just drove a wedge between Albie because Albie, he set aside his day for her. He was yeah. willing to do whatever he wanted, to, whatever he needed to spend the day with her. And she just left him in lurch because, you know, he, it's like we said, Portia doesn't get his blood, or doesn't get her pulse racing. She's, right. she's so, she talks about wanting to have this good guy and having this solid relationship, but she just, she, everything that she actually does, you know, actions speak louder than words says the opposite and yeah. she's going for this guy who looks good and has you know muscles on muscles and you know is obviously a horrible person which like so we're going to talk about in a little bit yeah and it is ruining it has it has completely ruined any chance of a relationship because i think that was i think when she says they say you know have a nice life i truly believe that's the last we'll see of these two interacting with each other i, I think you're right and like uh you see her give him another look like man i screwed up yeah you do. Mm -hmm. yeah and but you know it doesn't take her long to get back to it once she sees Jack for right, sure. Up, so we'll right. we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, uh, but uh, go ahead. So let's talk about Lucia and Albie. Yeah. Uh, 
there are parts of her that I don't, I like at first I didn't think she was going to ask him for the money. Then she did. Then she almost acted like she regretted it. Yeah. And then she acted like she like all during the day. She's like, ah, I'm not going to make you pay. It was it was very interesting. She really likes him, and in, in including Mia looks down and sees them together and says, oh, she says, look on her face like, oh, she actually looks happy. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly right because, you know, that's a really embarrassing moment for Albie when, you know, yeah. they, oh, man. they walk out, the, she's getting ready to leave the next day and he hugs her and she's like, uh, it's 2,000 euros and he's like, yeah. oh, and that's when he, when he realizes that he actually slept with a hooker and he didn't realize that was what he was doing. Uh, so just a really uncomfortable moment, but he wants to pay her. So he, uh, an interesting thing here, he actually goes and gets the money, whereas Cam never yeah. goes and gets the money uh, because this is another thing that they have kind of going on through here. Lucia starts, they kind of go back to that. I guess that happened in episode three. And Lucia, she was expecting 2,000 euros, and she didn't get it. For, she got some of it, but she didn't get all of it. So she's going up to him, and she's like, you know what? I don't care that you, your wife is here. I don't care about that. You owe me money because i got to pay this other guy. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. She, like, she kind of reluctantly asks because she doesn't really – she knows she has to pay the guy. That's the, right. That's kind of her whole logic behind this. But – she, you can tell she wants to get away from this. You can tell this isn't. Yeah. She's, she's, she likes Albie. Uh, maybe she sees this as a way for her to escape this life. I don't know. That's what I wonder if she thinks I can get to California with this, with this naive young sweet guy that I actually like. Right, and but right now she's kind of trapped because she does have this pimp that is chasing her down, and is doing everything she can, he can to get this money that uh, is owed to him. So. Uh, Poor sweet Albie. He's going to die. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. I mean, it feels like he's going to be one of the ones that ends up dead at the end of this thing. And like I said, I, I wasn't expecting this with Albie. I kind of thought he no. was. Go- I thought he was going to eventually be revealed as just like his father, just like his grandfather. Uh, maybe worse. Yeah, maybe worse. And look, they could still go down that road. That's still quite possible. Yeah. But it feels like what they're doing now is, you know, that now that yeah. he's found somebody he's happy with and somebody that makes him happy. You know, yeah. he seems to be a pretty a pretty decent guy, which I was not expecting. Yeah. yeah. So one more thing about Dominic. I feel like we we may get that Laura Dern uh, cameo. Do you? I, I don't know. Uh, apparently, Laura Dern and Mike White have worked together and they've not yeah. had a great working relationship. Uh, but oh, I think, no. I, yeah, but from what I understand, like that's been smoothed over some. That's the reason why she ends up making that that phone yeah. call so i i don't know uh was that uh, that was his daughter that wasn't laura dern though in that yeah call. but he he saw the people in love i don't know he just looks like he's gonna do whatever it takes to yeah i i, I could see that as well uh i could see him doing whatever it takes but, no, but, yeah, yeah, I, yes, no i think uh, yeah, I think he's going to do whatever it takes to mend those mend that fence between them, and I just I, I don't know I just feel like we may see her at some point. It's only two episodes left, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'll be interested if they the, like I, said, I can see him doing that, but I don't know that it's going to end up with her actually making an appearance on the show because then you have to like fly her out to Sicily for for that. And yeah, yeah. like I said, I, I don't know if that's what they're going to end up doing or not, but I could see it happening. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, so let's talk about Tanya. Let's talk about Quentin. Let's talk about Jack and uh, Portia. So Portia and Tanya are headed out on the boat to go to the island or whatever it is that Quentin has. Uh, I love, look, Tanya, 
sometimes her character uh played by jennifer coolidge sometimes it can be annoying but when she's not crying when she's not weeping because she is just so sad and all this stuff her her character is just absolutely fantastic yes uh so they get on the boat they're headed there jack takes portia down to the boat to the bedrooms obviously that's where they're having sex and when they come back up tanya's like like where have you been what have you been doing and she's like jack just was showing me around she was he was showing me all the places and she's like you had sex on the boat didn't you (laughs) she's like i'm jealous (laughs) like i just love the fact that she just like just comes out and says it well i love their first scene where she's like you're gonna have to bring some cute clothes do you have any cute things and she's like yes she's like are you sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a good one and i love the fact that she brings up the in their opening scene together uh you know you know, I'm kind of wondering if the the lady with the the health spa actually cursed me from Maui. So, oh yeah, we finally got that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we finally got that scene. So, uh, I loved all that. I think it's just fantastic. And they actually get to the island, and they're going around the house. And she says, you know, these are some like well off gays or something like that. I don't exactly remember how she described yes. them. She <laughs> said, I, "We don't have to worry about them wanting my money." <laughs> yeah, she's like. Yeah, Which is a relief. What well, she says, yeah. and it's such a yeah. relief because if uh, yeah. they're not wanting, if if they have money, you don't have to worry about them wanting your money. Which makes me think, obviously, that they're going to be trying oh, to yeah. con her. Yes, absolutely, and it almost it, it immediately made me think: Are they squatting in that house? Yeah, it kind of made me think that as well. Mm-hmm. It yeah. made me think that they're that, that they're squatting there. That they're just because obviously Jack doesn't have money. No, he does he not pay for the dinner. Yeah, yeah. So. I, they yeah, I up- wonder how they got to the opera. Their, their whole thing. I, I can't wait to find out how they're how they've pulled off any of this. Yeah, and you can tell that Quentin. I, I don't know if it's just just because it's Tanya or whatever that he's doing whatever he can to swindle money, but it doesn't seem like he's enjoying the swindle no, from her. Uh, no, he it, it feels yeah. like he's having a really hard time with this. Uh, but yeah, because he looked so annoyed and just laughed at her when she said is that the princess of sicily yes. <laughs> and she's and she uh waved at the lady and she and he looked at the person next to him just rolled his eyes right and like i said i don't know how what all they're how they're going to play this out but if and like i said i felt like last episode that they might end up conning her and it felt yeah. really like that this especially when they get to the scene with jack and portia and they walk out on their order for their rice bowls or whatever it yeah. was that they ordered uh, and, you know portia is just thinking oh this is fun he forgot his wallet i almost get arrested it's it's wild yeah. it's living on the edge and she doesn't understand that it, there's probably a lot more at play here than than what she quite understands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which takes us to this scene at the end. Well, let's talk about uh, the scenes in the opera. So they take her to the opera. Uh, Quentin and his gay friends, they all take her to the opera. And they're both crying, but obviously Tanya is crying because of what she's seeing on the stage. Because uh, my mom was in operas all the time, so they're all tragic. Every someone, the yeah. like, lead characters always die, so they're sad. Uh, but you honestly feel like that Quentin is crying because he's about to have to do something bad to Tanya. At least that's what I got. Yeah. No, I think you're. I think you're right on that. Uh, so they have that scene. They get back and. They're talking, Tanya and Quentin are talking, and Quentin is giving this little speech uh, about this American cowboy that made him happy at one time that he loved. 
and it feels like this is what has driven him to what he does now. Uh, he still yeah. would love to be with that person, but something obviously happened between the two of them. Uh, he says, you know, he was heterosexual and wasn't interested. I never really quite understood from the story if they he ever actually they ever actually had anything happen between the two of them. I wasn't really sure about that from the story. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure sure either. And there, a brief second, I was like, oh God, is this Greg? Is oh, he true. the cowboy? I that was kind of worrying as well, but yeah. I don't think that is the case. But, uh, but like I said, it's just a sad story, and you can tell that it is, you know, it's it's weighing on him, uh, and yeah. it, it, maybe this is what has caused him to go down this road of looks like conning people uh, repeatedly. And look, he's obviously got something up because he can rent this boat and he can hire, hire the yeah. driver of the boat. So he's obviously making enough money through his con, whenever whoever yeah. it is he's conning and whoever he's, he's swindling. But there's something else at play, obviously. And when we get to the end of the episode, and I knew the moment that yeah. Jack, when they get back to the house with between Jack and Portia and Jack tells Portia, I've got to go do something for my uncle. I was like, okay, something's not right. Here. Oh yeah. 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 I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, I had a feeling that where that was going to, I, I, I knew what, yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't thinking they were, I, I kind of felt like Jack has been gay this entire time. And he was, this was a little bit of an act. I was still yeah. thinking though, that they were uncle and nephew. Like I said, I hope that is not the case. Uh, I yeah, wish yeah, they yeah. kind of would like make that a little bit like this isn't just some incestuous relationship. So, look, we, we saw I, I an incestual show previous to watching this one. So, yes, yes. so that can't just completely leave my mind, but I think you're right. I think they aren't actually related and they're, this is yeah. just a young guy. These are two gay people and this is, they're in a relationship and they're conning They're They, in their yeah, relationship, they con each other. He's you. Quentin is using Jack to kind of get rid of Portia to have her distracted. To have her distracted. That way, that way he can get Tanya alone by him yeah. by himself, and he can kind of work his magic yeah. to end up. Uh, yeah. Now, one thing I, I do want to kind of go back and backtrack on a little bit. Uh, we also get some interesting scenes here in this episode between Mia and Valentina. Uh, yes. because I've, I've forgotten about them. Uh, obviously, Valentina is doing her best to. Uh, impress the girl at the at the front desk. I don't remember her name. Isabella. Isabella. Thank you. Uh, so she's doing everything she can to sweeten her, to talk to her. And like I said, I don't think Isabella is gay. I don't think she's interested no. in Valentina. But Valentina is doing everything she can. She ends up sending Rocco, who works the Poor, front desk. Ro- Rocco had to smirk when yeah. when Valentina was was hitting on Isabella. Yeah. That was. That was a bad idea, Rocky. That was a horrible idea. Uh, so Valentina sends him to the beach club, and she brings over this middle-aged man who has no hair, and uh, obviously that won't be nearly as in- uh, Isabella won't be nearly as interested in, and hopefully that she'll pay more attention to Valentina. But things aren't going as well as she would like on that front. And give me a credit, Mia is trying her best to play at the piano to sing because. Yeah, she just wants the opportunity to hear people have people hear her sing, and she notices that Valentina is gay, so she approaches her. She says basically a little quid pro quo: uh, "You let me play at the bar. You let me sing these next two nights while Giuseppe is recovering, and I'll do my best to make you happy as well." Uh, because she says I'm a little bit gay too. It's like okay, I can be a little oh bit gay, God. but uh, I know. But I mean, she's basically using, she is using what Lucia has taught her as a sex worker and she's like 
trying to use it to make it the best of her opportunities. And Valentina eventually yeah. gives in and she's playing with bar. And that's when she's singing the, the uh, it's a more song where this yeah. episode gets its name from. And, and Valentina has a smile on her face. She watching does. her thing. She does. She has as, as, as Lucia said in the last episode, Oh God, I've made a monster. She, she has. has. She has. She 100% has. So, uh, Really good episode. I, I, yeah. I like this episode a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see what they do in episode six and episode seven uh, because things are things have boiled over, uh, yeah. and it's going to lead to some pretty. Feels like the bowling point is near. Yeah, it really does. It feels like it's very very near. So, all right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about, or are we ready to get to our awards? I think we're ready for the awards. I think you're right, too. So, All right. Up first, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we give out three weekly awards when we're covering a season of a show. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who's your Tyrion Lannister? So I'm going co on this one because you really could do Aubrey Plaza every episode. You really could. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm doing her this episode. But I thought Michael Imperioli, I think this was a very good episode for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the scenes where... <laughs> He's telling Alvy that he doesn't want him to be around a prostitute, right. <laughs> and then the scene with his dad, and just him looking just, just miserable and just disgusted with himself. Yeah, he does a really good job in this one. Uh, yeah. This is he's been good throughout the course of the oh, yeah. entire season, but this one he's really good in. Uh, I'm going with Theo James on this just because he is laying on the creep vibes big time in this one. He is. He is. Theo James, you could always go with every episode as well. He's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, you really could. Uh, Next is the Agatha All Along, the best scene of the week. What's your best scene from this one? I'm going the breakfast where Lucia and Mia walk by, look at Ethan and uh, Cameron, Ah, and they duck. Yes. (laughs) And and then Aubrey Plaza makes the breakfast awkward. And then then we get to the, the... the DeGrasso's have their conversation about yeah. prostitutes. Yes, I thought that was a great scene. Uh, I went with one that we talked about towards the beginning of the podcast, the one where uh, Daphne and Harper are having their conversation where basically Daphne has explained to her what she needs to do to kind of live in... You know, you kind of had in the previous couple episodes, you had Ethan kind of coming to an understanding of what guys do rich what rich guys do and now daphne's kind of explaining to to harper this is what the wives do in these relationships yeah. and like i said i really thought that was that really was really good that was really good all right next is the if you come with the king you best not miss the best line of the week what's your best line for this week of course it comes from bert degrassi f murray abraham when michael imperioli uh dominic is getting on to him about you nearly told him that the, that I was with that prostitute, <laughs> right. and he's and he's and Bert says I can't be responsible <laughs> yes, for everything I say. I've been concussed. <laughs> yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, if Maria Abraham has some great lines in this, I mean, he oh, yeah. just absolutely does. Uh, that was he mine always too. has an excuse for his devilishness. Yes, he does. He always has an excuse, and uh, God bless him for this show. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right. So here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever uh, we are doing a show, we always rate it throughout the season. Uh, at the top of our rating system is a Game of Thrones. Just beneath the Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road Force is a Friends. Uh, beneath Friends is a uh, Full House. And the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. So we both kept this at Lost. Are you staying there? Are you going up? Are you going down? What are you doing? 
Uh, I'm going to stay there for now, but I mean, I, I really feel Game of Thrones. I, I think next episode I'll go up to Game of Thrones if it's as good as this one. Yeah, I keep wanting to go to a Game of Thrones. I'm just not quite there yet. Uh, I, I like I said, I really, really want to, but it's there's it still just needs a little bit. And it's <laughs> whatever when it when it explodes because that's kind of the thing with this the show. Even in the first yeah. the first season, it's good. It's building. It's building. And you can't really truly judge it until the explosion happens, right. and you gotta that you gotta see exactly how they carry that out and whatever what all it leads to. So that's kind of what I'm waiting on. So when this thing does finally when the powder when the when the uh, gunpowder finally makes it to yeah. the powder keg, that's yeah. what I want to see. So I want to see it when it, once it gets there. And we're not there yet, but we're getting close. So. I, I think we're gonna see some fireworks next week. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think we would and we'll see some fireworks next week so all right uh before we go uh we do want to do some recommendations for our listeners so what are some things that you have to recommend this week so i got three uh the first one is something that you recommended uh either last week or the week before i'm going to recommend tulsa king on paramount plus Mm, that's good with sylvester stallone three episodes out i watched the third one this morning fantastic man really good yes this is Sylvester Stallone, just just a fantastic use of him because he is very funny. Mm-hmm. He's still intimidating. He's just doing a really good job. They've also have they've done a good job of adding comedians like Martin Starr and Andrea Savage in this as as co stars. Right, and uh, it's just it's just a fun show. A mobster stuck in the middle of Tulsa. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's all you need to know, and it's just it's just fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm going to stick on Paramount Plus because there's a movie, an older movie, that if you look on Paramount Plus, it's trending. It was definitely trending this week because it was Thanksgiving, and that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, okay. I, I watched it this week. It is so good. Of Of the 80s movies, this one may hold up the best. This movie is timeless. You can watch yeah, I it. Yeah, haven't watched it in a long time. In like, it's worth watching. It's on Paramount Plus. And I, when I was watching it the other day, my first thought was, John Candy really could act. Yeah, he could. And he good. just, he, I, I just hate he was taken to us so far, especially before cable got big. Right. And then streaming. Oh, man, there's no telling what he would have done. But it's on Paramount Plus. I definitely would recommend it. And the last one is on Amazon Prime, and it is The English Starring uh, Emily Blunt. Okay, this is really one of mine good. too. So I'm glad you mentioned okay. it. Okay, yeah, really good about a English woman who's coming to uh, the U.S. for revenge of her uh, son, and there's a whole story there that you that unravels during the the six episodes. There's six episodes, yeah. and they move well. Uh, there's also I don't know who's directing this, but there's also some big European stars just for like one episode, right. like. Stephen Ray, Siri, and Hans. I feel like I'm forgetting someone else, but really good. Well yeah. worthwhile. I've only seen two episodes. I haven't finished it, but the two that I've seen are very, very good. I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Emily yeah. Blunt is fantastic. I, I've, yes, I've enjoyed is. that. the two that I've seen. Like I said, I want to finish it. I just haven't had a chance to finish it yet. She is really great. She really is. I, I don't. The only thing I haven't really loved that she's been in is I didn't really like the Mary Poppins movie. Okay, I never saw the Mary Poppins movie. So. And I don't know if... It really wasn't her fault. I just thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. You know. 
Well, yeah, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So, all right. So that actually takes one amount of wave, which is good though, because I have quite a few. So, uh, I did in our previous episode, I did things that we're looking forward to. I mentioned I'm looking forward to. Well, one of the things I will recommend is going back and watching it, uh, the original yeah. movie that's on Disney Plus. Uh, it's look, it's a cheesy, it's cheesy, it's an '80s fantasy movie. So there's they're pretty corny, and that one was really aimed a lot at kids. I mean, the, there's stuff there for the adults, but the new series comes out this weekend. So I would recommend at least. If you haven't seen it in like 30 some odd years like I had, uh, yeah. then you might want to go back and watch it again just to make sure you kind of understand what the, uh, what the story is and all that type of stuff. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the show. But like I said, go back and watch the movie. It's like right at two hours, if I think. Um, but the other a few other things I want to recommend. I took advantage of the fact that I, uh, the Malco, which is the theaters in this area, uh, I've watched enough movies throughout the years to earn a free movie ticket to them. So I went ahead and used it this past Friday to go see Glass Onion. Oh, yeah. And my goodness, it is so good. Uh, here's the only thing is if you want to watch it in theaters, you better go Monday night or Tuesday night because it is leaving theaters on Tuesday. Uh, and then it's going to show back up on Netflix on uh, December 23rd, I think, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but oh my goodness, it is so, so <laughs> great. I. I was in heaven watching. I love the first one. This one is just as good. I'm not, not going to say that it's better. I'm going to wait and watch it again when it comes out on Netflix. And we may end up discussing it when uh, the time comes because it is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is just so very good. I, I, if Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig want to make 10 more of these, I will be down. I will 100% be down because it is just fantastic. Uh, Like I said, if you want to see it in theaters, you better go quick because it leaves theaters on Tuesday and then Netflix is going to start airing it on uh, December 23rd because it is a Netflix film. The Netflix bought the rights. They, uh, there is a third one that is coming. They've already announced it. So, Uh, but it is just fantastic. I was so thrilled watching that film when uh, I went to the theater on Friday night. So, uh, next is Wednesday. Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that I finished it as quickly as I did. I really enjoyed it. It is a very different take on the Adams family story. Uh, this is very much a kind of a investigative detective type story. So, uh, like I said, she's investigating, uh, some things that are going on at the Nevermore Academy. It's really, really good. I've, I was surprised at how much I love it. Look, you, Tim Burton's fingerprints are all over that thing and he directs yeah. it. So, uh, but it's really so good. So if you, so if you weren't a huge fan of the movies, cause I was a little, I was right at the age where I was like, I was a teen when uh-huh. these came out. So, uh, you if you weren't a huge fan of the movie, you probably wouldn't like this one that much either. I will say that. I mean, I watched the TV show as a kid. Okay, well, the the TV show is so different than the, the movies and yeah. this. It is the very dark, very, you know, gothic. I mean, it, right, like right, I said, right. so if, if you, I will say this, I will put that out there. If you weren't just a huge fan of the Addams Family or the Addams Family Values, uh, it's, you yeah. probably, it's, this is much more in that vein than it is the original TV show. So you may struggle with this a little bit, but if you like okay. those then i would highly recommend it uh, for those that did uh last but not least and we'll probably because we're once we get through uh this one once we get through the peripheral once we get through uh white lotus we'll probably do some christmas stuff we may end up doing this one as well the guardians of the galaxy christmas special came out on friday it's oh yeah i watched this too yeah this is fantastic it's yeah. really good i will say groot looks bad <laughs> Root does look bad. He looks What's weird. the deal with Root? It's like I think they put a, a guy in a suit for this instead of doing uh, the VFX, and the suit does not look good. No, but uh, everything else about this is really, really good. It was, it was really good. 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is the second time they've done a, a special presentation. I, of the two, I, look, I love this one. I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I like Werewolf by, by Night a little bit more than this. Uh, I just thought that one was a little bit better. Uh, but this is just fantastic. And I will say this. If you plan on watching Gardens Galaxy Volume 3, uh, from what I've read from James Gunn, he's basically said, you know, what the this Christmas special did is it kind of allowed him to give the backstory of what's been happening to them since we last saw them before he that way he doesn't have to include it in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So okay. So people okay. if you haven't seen this and you plan to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you might want to watch this because it's it's like I say he's just it's not a whole lot, but there's a few things that they put in this and you'll yeah. that you'll probably need to understand. But yeah, I, I loved it. And you said you watched it? I did. I did. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is, Kevin it is really Bacon good. is so good. <laughs> he is. He's so good. Oh, oh he's and, fantastic. Uh, Dave Bautista and uh, what is what is Clem Palmen? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember her yeah. name. She was really funny. Yeah, she was. She was. She was just really good. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but I guess that kind of wraps us up for this week. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we head off? Just want to tell everyone we appreciate you joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would agree with those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.